This podcast is an expression of the personal views and opinions of the hosts and guests, and they do not represent the official stance of the podcast, its sponsors, or affiliated organizations. The podcast may cover topics such as drugs, mental illness, politics, and religion, which can be controversial or sensitive. The podcast does not support any illegal activities and advises listeners to seek help from appropriate professionals for any personal concerns related to these topics. The information provided in the podcast is for general informational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional advice. Listeners are urged to consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any questions regarding their mental or physical health. The podcast and its creators are not responsible for any loss or harm resulting from the use or reliance on the information provided in the podcast. Turn my mic up. Let's get it on. What's up, Street Stokes, and welcome back to the Street Stoke Podcast, hosted by Jay, Mike, and Nate. Journaling and mindfulness can be powerful tools for cultivating a stoic mindset. However, the most dedicated stoic practitioners can easily be distracted in today's fast-paced world. Today, we are going to talk about the challenges of staying focused and present during constant distractions and how Stoic philosophy can help us maintain our composure in the face of external stimuli. Jay, you had something uh, worked up for this uh, in regards to, I think, how the Stoics viewed distractions or what their definition was I, I can't remember which but what you got for us jay i had that question right what did the stoics say about distractions and i asked you know our friend on the internet and uh, he provided an answer and <laughs> he gave us that the stoics recognize that <clears throat> the stoics recognize the negative impact that distractions can have on our ability to live a good life They believe that distractions can lead us away from our goals and values and that they can cause us to lose sight of what is truly important. Overall, the Stoics believe that distractions are an inevitable part of life, but we can learn to manage them in a way that supports our goals and values by cultivating inner virtues such as wisdom, courage, and self-control and practicing mindfulness in our daily lives we can overcome distractions and live a more purposeful and fulfilling life. Pretty good. Deep stuff, man. And I think, yeah, deep. It's always deep. It's ancient, some might say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I think feeding off of uh, our last episode where we talked about journaling and mindfulness, right? Uh, We're just getting, I think in this episode, we're just going to get into the details of like what distractions are for us as the hosts. And, you know, I think as viewers, you might be able to relate to us and we're going to try to um, explain how we handle distractions in our lives. So Jay, uh, I know you've got a quote 
did you want to throw that out yet? Or did you want to talk a little bit more about what distractions mean to you? <clears throat> yeah, I'll go on. I'll go on to that stuff about my daily distractions, right? Yeah. So being, being self-aware now and being at that point where I feel that I'm goal oriented now to the point where I want to make sure that I'm accomplishing things in my life that I'm setting for myself. Um, I become more aware when I'm in the moments where I'm losing myself to certain distractions. For me, I was, I was able to recognize that TV was one of my major distractions. Um, from yeah, constantly watching, <laughs> from constantly watching TV shows, man, I was a binger. I would, I would sit there and watch season through season through seasons of whatever the the show is. And man, I, I, I put in, I put in time on shows, sitting down on the couch just watching. And that that was life for a, for a long time, for a long time. That was life. And I at some point realized like. This is what I'm wasting my time on when I haven't been able to do all those things that I've wanted to do because I'm sitting here. Yeah. I'm distracting myself with watching TV um, and just not spending the time that I have on the things that I want to do. So I know that that's always been one of my major distractions uh, since I was a kid. I mean, I grew up on TV. So I, I think it's just one of those, the, one of the hardest things to have, just try to let go or try to not keep it a habit. Um, now, I mean, I barely watch TV, barely watch shows. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of wrestling. And I was telling Mike yesterday, um, I haven't kept up on that stuff in like three, four, five months now. I mean, it's, I'm so far removed from it because now I feel that. I'm focused on what exactly I'm trying to do here, it, you know, with the content we're putting out with, you know, the planning and, you know, all this stuff with the podcast and the time I'm spending in editing and all of that. Um, I feel that being aware of my distractions is I, I, I'm, I'm happy because now I can keep myself from being distracted. But one of the hardest things, man, one of the hardest things that is my distraction is this thing right here, the phone. Yeah, my phone is definitely. I I, I have I have an understanding that that I do. I do have an issue that I am working on, where I am trying to reduce the time that I spend on my phone, and I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. You know, I'd say maybe. Eighty percent of the use is social media. Um, right now, I feel like I can kind of justify it because mainly what I'm getting on social media for is to look for content, try to figure out ways of continuing to push content, trying to expand, you know, the the social media, trying to plan out stuff for yeah. other things, other avenues. So it's it's a lot going on where I'm just like, okay, let's let's all these thoughts, let's try to make them happen. Let's try to figure out something here. You know, I'll, I'll shoot you some ideas. We'll we'll brainstorm it. We'll walk through the stuff. And I, this is this is a position that I don't feel that I've ever been in, where I'm focused. Um, 
after last week's episode, um, journaling, I started journaling and it has helped, man. Um, it's helped me nice. find the time, find the time to do the things that I've actually wanted to do. I actually sat back here and I started working on some of the artwork stuff this week. So I, I feel oh, yeah. that I have to just keep up with that stuff. Right. So that's helping me with the journaling stuff, set myself up for the day. So I'm going to start putting stuff like make sure that you calculate your time on social media, which I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but at this point, all cell phones and all the applications, they have some sort of functions that can track your time and you can set timers on oh, yeah. things. So as soon as you reach a certain threshold, it times out on you and you can't continue unless you don't have the discipline and you add more time to it because I've been there before. Or turn it off. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, or turn it off. Yeah. So yeah, th those are to me yeah. the the two biggest things that I had as a as a distraction um, that I can recall in recent times, and and the one that I'm really kind of still battling with, and, and it's I I like I like it. That's probably an, a, a good topic for for. For another episode where we can dive in specifically on social media stuff but uh because yeah. i feel that everyone thinks just the most negative thing about social media i feel that there is an aspect of social media that's actually a positive thing where you get to experience the or or kind of see the perspective of someone else and how they live see artwork from other people i like i like that avenues i like i like exploring stuff where i'm learning things right because to me, I kind of have the understanding that I'm not going to be able to visit a lot of places. So if I can see them through social media, then, you know, I like that stuff. What 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 kind of distractions yeah. do you have, Mike? What kind of distractions do you face? Uh, lots of them. <laughs> Every day. I, I, my desk is next to this guy's desk at work. So he distracts me all the time. <laughs> uh, That's true. You know, uh, I can vouch. That's right. <laughs> uh, I was telling uh, Jay last night, uh, I actually got rid of all of social media uh, just because it was such a distraction. Um, you know, I was spinning, you know, I was with my family, but I wasn't re really with my family. Uh, you know, spending time watching on Facebook, getting pissed off with political stuff. And, um, you know, the news is another thing, too. Uh, start watching the news, just, you just get pissed off. Right. So, um, you know, focusing on what's really important, uh, not getting distracted with, with the stuff that you can't control. Um, you know, I can't control politics. Can't control what's going to go on with that. Um, I can't control somebody that's going to post something that's going to cause a reaction or any of that. So, um, you know, I start, I've started the journaling, uh, I journal twice a day. Um, you know, just once to plan out my day, the next to review my day. Uh, you know, my evening, uh, my evening, um, review is just a, it's just a narrative of like how the day went, how, how I went, how am I feeling? Uh, did I make any progress? Um, you know, like we talked about last week that, you know, I want that to be something that somebody could pick up from a hundred years from now and see like, how did I, 
how did I handle hard things? Um, how did I handle good times? Uh, how did I handle bad times? Um, you know, but, uh, in reading, uh, like I said, last week, my wife's got the, the bookshelf behind me. Uh, and about every day I get something in the mail. Um, and my wife is just like another book. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've just been, just been focusing on that, you know, um, the keeping the distractions quiet. That's, that's hard, right? Cause they're everywhere. Um, but you know, focusing on what's really important, uh, right. Like Nate, Nate says, the present is a gift. And if you're not focused on the present, you're wasting that gift. Uh, whether that, whether the present is good or bad, right. You got to focus on it. You know, thank you for saying Nate said, but I'm pretty sure I learned that through stoic philosophy. So it might've been a, well, I've just heard you say it all the time, a lot older and wiser than I, you know, (laughs) trying to give you some credit, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Got to remind myself, you know? Yeah. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. You know, uh, but before I get into distractions real quick, I felt a glimpse of nostalgia, uh, Jay, when you were talking and you were saying, you know, about tracking time you spend on this and that. The other day I opened Instagram and I have been on it more as well for the social media push. Uh, however, I was going through my own page and I found this old photo Cause back in the day I was one of those guys that thought you needed to, I, I don't remember, but a photo that uh, like, Oh, I'm carrying today and this is what I got on me. And it's just like, this is my status photo for the day. And so like, you know, you got the, you got the gad out there. I, this is back in the day, Nate too. So you got a fucking, you got a can of uh, Copenhagen on the coffee table. That's right. So the Gats there, can of Copenhagen. I'm sure there's a hat fucking similar to this, right? All rolled up and stuff. And uh, the funniest thing is there's a uh, an iPod on the table. And it's one of those old original iPods where the back of it's chrome. So it's like a second or third gen or whatever. And I remember it was a status thing in school if you had enough music on there that it started recording it instead of you have, you know, 2000 songs, it says that you had like 1.96 days worth of music, right? It started measuring it in days. And you were, you were one of the cool people. If you had your iPod and it's, it was had enough music that it, it was measured in days. And it's a funny thing because it's kind of like a marketing gimmick, right? If they're like, oh, we want, you know, this will bring us more money. This will bring us more notoriety, whatever awareness. <coughs> we'll have you, uh, you know, download the stuff onto our device and it's going to say days and it's a status thing. And that's kind of where it started, right? With all the technology push and how easy it is to make money off of that stuff the different algorithms that social media uses to constantly show you the things that you prefer to look at, right? Those enticing things. Um, 
one of my buddies showed me on Instagram, you know, you pull up your main thing and I think it's called a feed and then you switch over and you can like search, but it's just like generic stuff, people you're not following. And something I thought was interesting on the top right hand window, uh, don't quote me, I think that's what it was. Um, it's always going to show if you're a male um, or identify as a male on the social media app or it thinks you you are. It's going to show something that's slightly provocative to get you to click on that. And so I didn't believe this guy. I would click into the thing and I would put block or whatever. So it would blur it out. And then I'd, I'd go through whatever. I'd do my thing and I'd go back to that page. And that advertisement or that post was gone. And there'd be a new provocative video or picture or something. And I was like, son, son of a gun, this guy's right. And so there, the way business is growing, right. The way businesses are growing, the way technology is headed, it's to cause more distraction. And I think that's why finding stoicism in this day and age is so important because it allows us to eliminate not all distraction, but most, right? We can maybe not eliminate, I would rather say mitigate, right? How can we find a balance? Because there are times that you can unplug. But as both Jay and Mike just said, you have to stay focused. And when I think of the concept of distractions, I think in order for a distraction to exist, you must first be focused on something, whether that be a task, a goal or what have you, there has to be something that you're moving towards, a direction that you're traveling towards. Um, and I think of myself like back in high school, I was a human or, you know, like as uh, some of the cosmonauts explain it, I was like this spirit driving around this meat skeleton machine, right? Like they like to refer to it like that. I think it's kind of cool. And I was wandering aimlessly. I had no goal. I, so yeah, people might've looked at me and be like, that guy's distracted as fuck, right? But really I wasn't focused on anything. So I, maybe I was distracted from life. You know what I mean? But as we talk about through each one of these episodes and you can kind of see that our episodes are kind of linked together that is because we're focusing on Stoic philosophy. You have to have a goal. And that's why the last episode we talked about journaling and mindfulness. Part of my journaling is identifying goals for the week, for the month. I like to do quarters annually. And I'm not saying you have to have all of those different things because you have to find what works for you, but you should have goals and they should be specific. Like, if you had a goal, I want to be healthy. Even doctors say, hey, you should be more healthy. What does that really mean? If you think about it, each person you ask, what does healthy mean to you? You're going to get a different response. And that's because we all have our own perspectives and we all have our own little realities that we live in. And so without making it specific when we're writing these goals, okay, I want to be healthy. Well, Define healthy for yourself. Help yourself out. 
If you want to take one small step towards your goals each day and you don't want to be distracted, it's going to be a lot easier to push those distractions aside if you know what you need to accomplish, if you know what you need to focus your attention on. So instead of, this is just for example, for people who might have a health goal, uh, instead of saying, I want to be healthy, a definition for that, you could say, um, you know, I want to weigh a certain amount. I don't agree with that, but that could be someone's initially who um, hasn't practiced, right? And then uh, once you start to learn more about health, it's actually, I want to change my body composition. And you can put a goal for your body composition. You put that so many days, weeks, months out. And then that way you can start to identify the little steps that you need to take each day, each week, each month to be able to meet your goal, right? And it doesn't even have to be body composition. Maybe you don't give a fuck about your body composition. It could be, I want to increase my cardiovascular health. And you could even be more specific in that is I want to increase my VO2 max. I want to run a mile with my heart rate, my max heart rate being this and my oxygen being at this level. It doesn't matter. Just be more specific with your goals. And doing things like journaling and being mindful, uh, embodying those stoic philosophies will help you push away distractions. Because in this day and age, we are full of distractions. And even though, yes, we have more technology now, the more I do research, the more I find that without technology, that people found other ways to be distracted. And that's the thing is they found other ways to be distracted. And I know Jay understands what I'm talking about here because I'm going to use his story. Uh, he says he used to watch a bunch of shows. I did the same thing. I'm sure Mike could agree. He probably did the same thing. We didn't just fucking sit on the couch and the TV turned it fucking self on and a show popped up that we were okay with watching, right? It was okay, I don't want to do this. I would rather do this because I'm tired, because I'm lazy. And we always try to justify why we're allowing ourselves to be distracted and making the decision we're doing. And so we, we're like, oh yeah, I am a little bit tired, eh? And that becomes our mindset. And we turn on the boob tube, we turn on the Netflix or whatever streaming service, because there's a million now, and we start watching a documentary about how people process shit into fucking clean water or some bullshit like that. Mike, it looks like you got something to say. Oh no, Jay. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Is this the is this the iPod thing <coughs> we're talking about? Oh, dude, that's close, dude. That's a second generation floppy disk right there. <laughs> that's a hard no. disk, right? These are the ones you were talking about. Oh right yes. Beautiful, dude. The black one right there. I've got that dude, in my kitchen. Dude, I would have right been, now. I would have been the coolest kid in your school, man. I maxed these two out. I maxed yes. these two out. Yes. I had like, I think they ran and said like, you have ten days worth of music or something like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, one of them is a and thirty the gigabyte, next... and the other one's a one sixty gigabyte. Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, bro. 
Yeah. Fun times those were, man. Fun times. <laughs> hey, yeah. you guys, I had the big book that was like that thick. And then I had the Walkman with the armband that I, or not the Walkman, yeah, but the yeah. CD player that I could ha- have on my arm. And every time I moved my arm, it skipped. And yeah, I was yeah. so anti like iPod. I don't need any of that <laughs> new shit. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate, I wanted to add. Man, uh, dude. <laughs> I wanted to add, um, you know, you said something about in your goals to be specific. Um, and I, I think as I'm, you know, setting goals and planning out my day, uh, my week and my month and all that stuff. Uh, one thing that I'm, that, that I think is vitally important as well, um, to help you with distraction is to set, set the goal to adapt and overcome because there will be, there will be times when you're. Um, when you're going to have to go, like things are going to come up and they're going to distract you from your goal. <coughs> right. Um, but adapting and overcoming right. and adjusting to those distractions to handle those distractions in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish, whatever that is, if it's getting healthier, uh, working out any of that stuff, um, adapting and overcoming is absolutely vital to any of that. What up, listeners? We wanted to take a moment to express our gratitude for your support and for taking the time to tune into our podcast. We value your feedback and recommendations, and we'd love to hear your stories about how stoicism or any other self-improvement practice has impacted your journey. Please send your stories or any info you'd like to share with us to thestreetstoics at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Street Stoics to stay connected and receive latest updates. If you enjoy our content, please consider subscribing, liking, and sharing with others. Thank you again for being part of our community. Right. You know, it's funny you say that, Mike, because in my mindfulness journal, the one that's primarily a habit tracker, uh, it says... I forget the prompts. There's two prompts and it's, um, gosh, dang, I'm going to ruin it. But something about like today will be great because, and then constantly I find myself writing in there. I choose it to be right. And so I'm choosing that mindset every morning that today will be a great day, no matter what. And the other prompt, I, I can't recall, but in within that uh, box, in that morning journal, I often write, um, uh, I will adapt and overcome. And I, it has something to do with mindset, but I always write that in there. And it's a beautiful thing. So Mike and I work together. Jay and I used to work together. But with this new job where I currently have Mike as a coworker, we used to plan out the day ahead, we used to assign who was going to be teaching what and who was covering what. And that allowed us to prepare to either teach an eight hour class about X, Y, Z, or teach um, a skill based drill, uh, physical kind of a thing for eight hours or whatever we were doing, right? 
oftentimes a team member would call out sick. We would uh, get something that was a higher priority and we'd have to switch our focus. And that's oftentimes where we find a negative mindset uh, slipping in is I was prepared to do this and now you're telling me I have to do this other thing and you don't feel prepared. It's change and you're like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? So what I started doing was I stopped preparing to teach anything and I started preparing to teach everything. And so now this mindset of today I will adapt and overcome, I go in the day with it doesn't matter what I get assigned to do, I will do the best I can at whatever that task is. And to be honest, looking at my journal over the past six weeks, I found that I have a more positive mindset just being okay with whatever is going to happen and not having this preconceived notion or expectation that might not get met, right? It's just, it allows me to be adaptable and just go on my day and be okay with uh, success and loss and all of that stuff. It's okay because I didn't have this image in my mind of what the day should have looked like, right? Yeah, I can uh, I can definitely agree with that um, to a degree. From the perfectionist um, from the perfectionist point of view, um, I always wanted to kind of plan things out. I was always a planner. Um, I was somebody that if there was <clears throat> If if there was some sort of trip that I wanted to take, dude, I would plan it to the T. I would plan where we're going, if we can find a certain spot to go to go and visit, to check out. But I was very meticulous with just I've done so many road trips in the past and they are always kind of strategically um planned where where we were gonna stop to eat because I already found a good restaurant in that area, what gas station I need to stop at to refuel because I know that my car can um, hold a certain amount of miles. I, I, I did all of that, right? The moments where that right. wouldn't work out, dude, it threw things off. I could not focus. Right. I, I would just be like, damn, like, here we go. Like, now this is going to cause a problem with that other thing that I had planned. And yeah, man. I, I don't, I'm not that, I'm not like that no more. And I'm, I just go by <laughs> kind of whatever the day brings. And I try minimally to try to pre-plan things. I like to at least know what's in the area where I'm going to visit someplace or, you know, kind of just kind of look out for certain, you know, gas stations, because sometimes, you know, you might run into a thing where there's not enough in the pro in the way. But yeah, um, trips have been a lot more enjoyable that way because I'm not, I'm, I'm present. I am not focused on what the next thing is or that something's gonna, um, something's going to come in the way and distract me or cause this whole thing not to work out uh, like it should. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I I completely understand where you're coming from with that one, and 
sometimes not having a pre-plan is always it, it turns out good you know you never know you know what the day yeah. might bring just be open for whatever may come you know be open to trying new things going out there you know just for me simple things as just going to a park and taking my girls out there and just them playing and i'm i get to just either walk around or just chill out for a little bit out there one i'm getting out there i'm trying to get out of my house i'm trying to get some sun i'm trying to get a little bit of workout in by you know getting my step count up and i'm taking my girls out and spending that time with them and building something so things like that i don't always pre-plan it's just kind of like i, I right now I want to go out. I want to get out of here. I want to take my girls and nothing else is going to come in the way. No distractions, no nothing. And that I have been on a good pace of keeping up with that. So things like that help, man. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. So, um, I kind of talked about what, like my definition of distraction was. And, uh, I guess I didn't talk about what, uh, distractions I experience which you guys kind of did. And so I think I'll join the conversation by, uh, you know, I'm human too. Uh, technology, those shows, uh, phone, those things are all distractions for me. The thing that I'm currently working on is trying to be a better uh, husband to my wife, a better father to my kids. And with that being said, success outside of the home is one of my biggest distractions. Currently, or I guess previously and recently, uh, it's been success at work, right? So I have an amazing wife, I have amazing kids, and they were able to take care of the home front uh, without me being around the, using family time, which you have to find a balance, right? Because if you go through and you're like, I'm going to spend this much time with my family, this much time with work and all that stuff, it, it ends up getting you more distracted or more off the path. Anyways, um, having success at work, is probably one of my biggest distractions to one of my biggest goals. And that's because, you know, if we think back to the episode where we talked about Rudyard Kipling's poem, if, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, uh, that's one of the main reasons I find that stanza beautiful. It's because triumph is one of my biggest distractions being in that moment. Um, you know, being recognized or respected by your peers or subordinates is heavily distracting. It, it's a good feeling. You start to develop a chemical response from serotonin and dopamine. And those things make your brain focus, maybe not in the spot where you want to be focused on or a thing or a task or whatever. And so Right now, I'm currently trying to make sure that I don't do certain things at work so that way I can start focusing on more success at home. I can be less distracted at home from work 
and be able to focus on what is my biggest task in life. And that's being a better person, being a better husband, being a better father, right? Mike, you got a you got a quote to throw at me, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I want to just to kind of get on the heels heels of what you're talking about. This is from Seneca. Yeah. Uh and I want you to I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Um difficulties strengthen the mind as labor strengthens strengthen, strengthens the body. Mm. Yeah. That's that's a deep one. And so I, what is ex- when you were talking about your stuff, your it was kind of hitting me with that with that quote as you were talking with, you know, your success at work and how that's a distraction. And uh, I just was curious to get your thoughts on that. Hmm. Well, immediately when I hear that quote um, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm just recalling from memory what you just said. Uh, difficulties strengthen the mind as labor does the body or something similar to that, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, I can apply that definitely to what I was talking about with, um, you know, success at work because it was kind of both mind and physical uh, there was a lot of stress, I'd say, and um, I got addicted to overcoming stressful situations. <laughs> and it's funny to say that I'm I'm trying to focus on a new goal with this new job. When I first signed up for this new job, it was called Crisis Intervention Trainer, <laughs> and uh, so I didn't kind of I didn't uh, go too far from the tree. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still somewhat based out of stress. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I liked over overcoming the mental aspects of stress and punishing my body at the same time. It's like that quote we talked about. Um, I think it was actually like a Chinese proverb and it said something like, uh, civilize the mind and savage the body. I thought about that when I was doing that style of training, that stress inoculation training and uh, doing some of that work. And basically uh, a stress response, you, you, you respond out of emotion, right? And it's a, a hormonal reaction. So adrenaline pumps through your body and then your, your mind decides, okay, fight, flight or freeze, flock, whatever, and you go. Well, initially, a long time ago, I used to have a heavy freeze response, a heavy freeze response. I used to just pause in the moment. And I didn't like that because nobody else liked that. They couldn't trust me. I lost respect. And so what I did is I trained, I trained, and I trained to get that out of me. Um, And that's basically turned me into who I am now. is, you know, I hit those stressful, uh, situations and it's like, it's a, it's a math problem to solve almost in my mind, right? Like, okay, there's a task I need to accomplish. Here's a bunch of stress. And it's almost like I start gravitating towards that because I'm like, 
I've had a lot of success here, which gets me distracted from those goals, right? And I start moving in and I'm like, okay, we need to be critically thinking. So don't let these uh, extrinsic uh, stimuli freaking uh, enter your mind. Okay, let's accomplish these tasks. What, what tasks do I need to identify? Okay, I've identified those, prioritize and execute and get them done. And then you have this successful outcome. And again, building the serotonin and dopamine uh, through that, that whole process. And it distracted me from trying to focus on that goal. So yeah, I definitely can see how that applies to that, that, uh, mindset and that situation I used to live in. So after hearing that quote and, and just kind of hearing your guys's, uh, take on it, something came to mind that feel like it's it's a lot of kind of topics that we talk about when it comes to like stoicism and stuff <clears throat> with um distractions mm-hmm. comfort complacency and obviously all of that equals like a, a weak mind a weak individual um that's kind of how i kind of got like a little like a little vision of how one thing leads to the other to the, the next thing and then how we end up in a situation where you you don't know how to function like what what society would deem normal in the sense um, because a lot of us give our, give ourselves up to some of these distractions right and I, I had a little list here as well that I wrote as far as things that I that came to mind that I can think of that are distractions for other people out in this world and that I I've also had some of these distractions and they they had an effect on me and I now understand that you have to learn how to balance those things out because if you go too far into one, you can, you can lose yourself. You can completely change the course of your life and you can lose all hope in any dreams or accomplishing anything in your life. You know, it's things like money. I mean, that's kind of, to me, one of the biggest things that I feel that I also had an issue with because I was always worried about, having money i always needed to make sure that i got more money and if i didn't end up you know in a situation where i felt like i always had more leftover money then i always felt like damn i'm not doing good in life i need i need more i need to be in a better situation i can't this you know i want i want all these other things and i can't get them because i don't have enough money because i was materialistic i cared too much about wanting more things alcohol Alcohol, obviously, I talked about that earlier in um, episode one. Uh, alcohol, in a sense of you know anything, anything that you can abuse, uh, either be liquor, wine, you know, uh, beer. Those could be distractions too. I mean, uh, I, I I know I recently returned back to drinking beer, and I can already tell you that I already feel the difference <laughs> of when I have a night where I actually drink a little bit too much that next day, I feel like shit. And that let, that lets me know that those are the moments that I wasted away because those are distractions that l- kept me in bed longer than I should have when I could have been actually doing stuff that I needed to do for myself that I wanted to accomplish. So things like that, they keep you from, you know, uh, getting shit accomplished. Um, drugs, obviously, um, everybody knows, I mean, a lot of people should know you abuse it too much, whatever the, whatever it is, you know, 
the hard stuff, you know, for some people, even like the lightest stuff, like, you know, weed, some, for some people, it's too much. Um, they abuse the shit out of it. Um, video games. I, I know that one for sure, because that's what I was. I was a major video game, you know, fan. I had it since I was a little kid all the way to maybe, I would say good 10 years ago when I realized that I don't have time for this anymore. Like, I don't, I just, I don't have time for it. And those are those are distractions to me too. I think that that's that's something that's keeping people too too focused on 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 that. I understand the comfort and how awesome you know games are now and how realistic they are for for some people. It's it's I mean it's an addiction. Um, we talked about television, social media, and overall, I think just we live we live in a time that didn't exist obviously in the past where we have technology and i think it, it kind of feels like technology has its good things and definitely its flaws and its bad things because when you depend too much on it it just feels like it it's distracting us from a lot of things right especially with being in areas where we're really comfortable and and um, you're, you're under like fluorescent lighting or, or a certain type of lighting and that's the only light that you get in a day because all you do is spend, you know, time indoors. We're, we're messing up ourselves, man. Like we need sun. We need to be out there getting sunlight every single day. And so things like that, right? Like technology is taking away things where it's keeping us way too comfortable and it's pulling our, it's it's robbing our time is what it is. It's taking our time from us. So the way that we use technology should be in, in a sense, a way that it's helping us. It's improving us because if all we're doing is wasting our time to technology, then we're not accomplishing anything, man. And I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I I'd like, I'm, I'm so heavy into like tech and stuff like that, but I, sometimes I think about it in the long run. I think if we are too involved with tech, we're going to have weak people, a lot of weak people, because they're, they're not going to want to be working out all the time. They're not going to want to endure certain things to improve themselves. They're going to have, they're going to have so many things that are just going to keep them away, distract them away. If they don't figure out methods and, and ways of incorporating workouts into the, the, you know, the process of technology. And right now I feel like it exists, but not a lot of people are doing it because it's just, I don't know. It's kind of wonky and stuff. What do you guys got, man? I, I think you guys got, got something lined up. Yeah. Um, Mike and I were kind of fighting over it, but I, I really want to get this off my chest real quick. You, real quick. Uh, you said robbing us of our time. And so going back to that stanza, uh, triumph and disaster and treating those two imposters just the same. When you said robbing us of our time, I immediately thought of that. And there's a poem by Chief Tecumseh. And it was made famous by this uh, Navy SEAL movie called Act of Valor. It was terrible acting, really good um, action scenes and stuff uh, because it was actually Navy SEALs playing the characters. 
However, uh, they, they quote part of this poem, but there's another part that's really important. And it, it talks about robbing, right? And abuse. And Jay, you said both of those things. And so in this stanza, it's towards the end of uh, Chief Tecumseh's poem. It says, abuse no one and no thing. For abuse turns the wise ones to fools and robs the spirit of its vision. And so that's why I love the Stoic philosophy, you know, and trying to maintain this balance. If you, uh, I think Mike and I talked about this at work, um, you know, a long time ago, they used negative reinforcement. And then after they found out that after a while, you know, of it being abused, actually, it's used too frequent, it stops working and it gets an undesirable result. So they turn to positive reinforcement and same thing too frequently it's abused and uh it doesn't have a desirable outcome it's incentivizing and so when you balance that out when you abuse no one or no thing that's where you want to live you want to live in a balance between uh too much and too little and that balance that we're talking about is different for everyone. You have to find your balance. You have to find what you need to focus your attention on and make sure that you don't abuse whatever it is in your life, these distractions, because you don't want to be turned into a fool and you don't want it to rob your spirit of its vision. So many people before they die, they cry and beg. Hold on. I actually just recalled that this is in the poem too. All right. Last, last paragraph of this poem. When it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little bit more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. That means don't fuck up your life by abusing stupid shit, whether that be technology, alcohol, drugs, whatever, social media, whatever your fucking distractions are. Stop it. Stop it right the fuck now. I'm being dead serious because when you go to die, so many people are like, oh man, uh, you know, like I want to live this way. I'll never forget this guy saying, and I'm pretty sure I, I said this in another podcast episode. I want to slide across that finish plate, fucking broken, bloody, dirty, fucking dead ass tired. I do not want to be pushed across the finish line of life in a fucking wheelchair, all comfortable, because if that were to happen, I'm going to be like all the rest of those motherfuckers, and I'm going to be begging for a little bit more time to do something. If you have an aspiration, if you want to start a company, if you want to be an artist, if you want to be whatever the fuck you want to be, start fucking doing it. Put it in a goal, get specific with it, and start taking little steps. Maintain your focus and your attention on what that is so when you go to fucking die, you're not going to be like those other people who are like, man, I wish I had more time. 
man, I wish I wasn't focused on money. The richest motherfuckers in the world, when they go to die, they get buried in the same dirt as everybody fucking else does. And guess what? They're probably wishing they spent their time, the most valuable resource in this world, a different way. Don't be that person. Focus on what's important. Time, people, fucking aspirations. Get out there and fucking do it. Sorry, Mike. I uh, went a little bit overboard. I know you got something. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, I always know that you're getting uh, passionate about something when you say fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. Uh, just to, just to pile, pile onto things here. Um, you know, Jay, as you were saying your list and then, uh, Nate, what you're talking about, um, you know, uh, it reminded me of a quote that I picked out for this week. Um, and you guys are setting me up perfect and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the whole, the whole future lies in uncertainty. Uh, live immediately. And that was from Seneca. God damn. Um, yep. So, you know, talking about the video games, uh, talking about, you know, the drugs and the alcohol, uh, taking you someplace that's not, not immediately. That's not in front of us. It's not the now. It's not the present. It's, it's, those are all distractions that are uncertain being in the present and focusing on what is certain. And that is the gift that is the present. And just like Nate's saying, set your goals. Only you and your uncertainty is what's going to set you back. Right. I know for me like that, I have to tell myself that all the time. I have to tell myself that, and, and Nate tells me all the time too, He'll be like, hey, asshole, just fucking do it. <laughs> Whatever I come, I, I'm t- talking to him about. Uh, and he, he throws that right back at me, you know. Uh, that's because I'm living in the uncertainty. Um, and I need to start living immediately. Just like, And everybody needs to do that, right? That's what keeps us away from these distractions. That's what keeps us active. That's what keeps us healthy. That's what, you know what? We're here in Oregon. Some of us aren't blessed to be in Florida where all the sun <laughs> is. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, you know, it is a thing. You know, people stay inside all day because they want to watch TV. It, it is, it is the comfortable thing to do. I, I get it. Like, yep. living life is tiring, but you have to, you have to keep pushing forward. Absolutely have to set your goals, set what you want and keep moving forward. Yep. The one thing that keeps coming to mind is balance. Obviously you keep, you, you mentioned it about having balance, but I think what I've learned is that you need to have balance for everything, right? If anything, if you're trying to work on yourself on, on, on certain things, it's, it's gotta be balanced. I, I wouldn't be the one to to tell you, oh, don't do this and don't do that. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody has their own set of goals. Everyone has what they're trying to accomplish, what they need to achieve. And for some people, you know, partaking in certain, you know, little vices or distractions 
can keep them still functioning and still being able to do certain things, right? So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is find balance. Find balance. Don't don't give yourself into like a life of just completely giving it into to whatever that vice or distraction is because you if what you really want to do is accomplish something then you need to factor that in that you either need to do less of one thing just think about it you know when you when you're trying to do settings on certain things like let's say like on a video game for some people that we create a character and you're trying to do the um, attributes and features of that person, how much you give to one side or the other, you know, try to keep everything balanced. And then sometimes you need to push it over to the, uh, to the less, less of one thing, you know, a little bit more of, you know, going mm-hmm. out and working out. So you, you end up having to shift and adjust, but it's all, that's all life is, man. You have to try to figure out your balance. You need to figure out, you know, when, when you can fit certain things that you want to accomplish, how much time you're going to focus or dedicate to one thing. There's, there's certain things, there's certain things that can be done to try to get you into those processes of, okay, now I am more into a mindset of trying to accomplish and get my goals um, done. And it's, it's that you just have to try to continuously, find those things you you cannot just jump into something and think i can do everything exactly the way that i'm doing it and and then start this and then i'm going to accomplish everything you're going to have to give up some things some certain things in yep. your life you're going to end up having to drop them because that's what they are they're distractions they're they're a waste of time and it, it reminds me to bring up this quote here that i have right <clears throat> it's not from one of the um it's a philosophical quote from a uh, Canadian, um, uh, I believe it was a motivational speaker, Brian Tracy. If you are not actively working towards your goals, you are actively working against them. So yes. I feel that I take I take a lot of time. I take that into my mind a lot where... Mm when I'm doing certain things where I find myself again, falling into a certain distraction that comes to mind where it's like, right now I'm sitting here, I'm wasting time. I should be doing something. I should be whatever it is that I have in my mind that I need to finish. It can even be cleaning up the kitchen. It can be vacuuming. It could be that I need to send somebody an email, something, right? Because Distractions can come at any time. Even, you know, while I'm at work, I find myself battling distractions. That's the one major thing. I'm trying to battle the distractions and trying to keep focus on work because that's my priority to try to make sure that I'm focused on what I'm doing during that time. And it's a battle. It's a battle every day. But again, balance. You got to find a balance. Yeah, balance, man, for everything. It's all everything, and it has to be in moderations and in and, and balance, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, what works best for you and, and when something is too much. Because if something is too much, then it becomes a problem because you're distracted, and now it can lead to, to a lot of things that always remember. It's preventing you from getting things done that you want to accomplish. So if you're not working on that, then you are working against it. Yep. You know, and the thing is, is when we're talking about this, 
we're human too. And we understand that sometimes those distractions are presented in this way that is so beautiful and romantic. And it's almost like you might feel that you need the distraction. At my old place of work, people would get frustrated with the chaos and they would say, I'm going to look for another job. And I'm like, okay. But also I would tell them, hey, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes it's the same fucking grass. And it reminds me of like when my grandmother died. I might have all like already talked about this in an episode. I don't recall. When my grandmother died, uh, this is the story of uh, why I don't touch alcohol really often anymore at all. Um, my grandmother died in May of 2017. And it happened while my wife and I were vacationing in Maui, the island of Maui in Hawaii. And in during this time, I remember I got the call. I did this little um, voice call thing on the iPhone so I could do a face-to-face with her uh, before she passed. And I remember I just talked to her, said my last words, and I really didn't feel emotion yet. And I didn't feel sad just yet. It's like it didn't hit me. And then I got very angry that I didn't feel anything. And so what I did was I was trying to, my wife and I were trying to decide, we were on our honeymoon, by the way, we were trying to decide whether or not we should fly home. Ultimately, I decided no, because she was going to pass before we would be able to get there. And it would do no good. All the family said to stay. It's probably one of the main reasons why I wanted to fly home real quick. Um, But we decided to stay. And so uh, I went to the store. And I think I grabbed like a fifth of uh, this Tito's. uh, I don't remember it's tequila or vodka. Whatever Tito's makes. (coughs) And uh, I grabbed some orange juice. And you can't have glass on the beach or whatever and freaking mixed it up. And I almost drank this fifth to myself within a a couple of hours. Like I wanted to feel something because I just felt numb. I didn't feel anything. And so I thought that I needed to escape reality for a little bit. And even though I drank all of that stuff, it was this weird, weird time I've never, I can't explain it and I've never experienced this, but that much alcohol would have got me messed up and I didn't even feel a buzz, not even the slightest. I was 100% sober and uh, it's hard to believe, but it is what it is. And I, I, I was, a, I was a drinker, but I wasn't like that big of a drinker, right? It, it should have got me something and I had to sit there and be present in this loss of my grandmother who I valued uh, heavily throughout my life. Um, She raised me. We lived in the same house for a very long time and I had to be present. And so it's funny that Mike quoted Seneca earlier because uh, there's another quote from Seneca that I 
love. And it's, if you want to escape the things that harass you, what you're needing is not to be in a different place, but to be a different person. And so it's, anybody can say what they want about that, but it's almost like my grandmother was not allowing me to be drunk at the time because she crossed the great divide, right? She was making me focus on the present and it made me realize that for so long up until that point, I tried to escape reality. I tried to distract myself because I thought I needed it because times were hard because whatever my reasons were, I... I thought I needed to go someplace else, whether that be, you know, like we were talking about drugs, alcohol, um, actually physical different place. And I was both in a physical different place and trying to use alcohol at the same time and it didn't work. And so ever since then, I kind of made a a thing with myself that I'm not going to touch alcohol. My grandmother didn't touch alcohol and I feel like that's why she had such a great impact on people's lives people at her church the community um, the neighborhood neighbors people any friends that I brought over just big positive impact and I feel like it was because she was always in the present and so for the longest time I did not touch even a drop of alcohol Jay's talking about a balance and a balance being important now I control what I can control. I focus on those things and I will occasionally, you know, have a shot with the buddies or my dad or something, family. It doesn't matter. But I can count how many times I've consumed alcohol on one hand over the last two years, you know, and for me, that's my balance. And I'm not saying that needs to be anybody else's but you need to focus on what you need in life. And by writing that down, being mindful of it, whichever stoic path you take, you're going to stay more focused and realize that focusing on what you control and not what you can't allows you to set aside and push off those distractions. All right. Looks like uh, both of you guys have something to say. I think uh, Mike's up. Mike, what you got? Oh, uh, you were you were you were talking about uh, uh, Seneca. You know, I'm normally I'm an Epictetus guy or like a Marcus guy, but I'm really harping on Seneca tonight. Um, and you were talking about uh, how your grandmother's death affected you. Um, right. And Seneca has another quote here that I wanted to, I wanted to add to what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, we suffer more in imagination than we do reality. Yeah. Damn. Um, so, you know, when you were talking about how, you know, that alcohol was something that you thought that you absolutely needed to feel yeah. better. Um, in all reality, right. Um, in all reality, you needed to feel the sadness of your grandmother going, you know, that's what you actually needed. And we run from that. Right. 
we run from that uh, and we seek other things like alcohol, um, you know, um, feeling emotion. Like nobody wants to feel emotion. That's hard. Uh, we don't want to face deaths of loved ones. We don't want to face that, those difficult things. Uh, and so we go to these imaginative places. Uh, yes, we're in reality. Yes, we're actually doing something to avoid those feelings in reality, but it's taking it's taking us away from what we actually need to focus on. Uh, and yeah. that's living in the present, right? Living in the present of of what is the pain? What is what is the pain that that we're suffering, right? Um, I, and I've said it several times tonight, but uh, the uh, is. Yes, it is without a doubt. Yes, it is. So, <clears throat> I have something to add also to to what you were saying, Nate. With yeah. that uh, very very famous quote that I mean that you put together. I mean, you should you should be quoted over the whole you know social media. The uh, the grass <laughs> is not always greener on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that, man, because. Something about me that, you know, I'll, I'll shed light on is I, I'm a guy who's been working since I was like 14 years old. I mean, when mm-hmm. you could do that <laughs> as a bus boy, I mean, I've <laughs> right. done, I've calculated it. I've calculated all the different types of just jobs that I've had in life. And I think I've kind of reached like 38. And I can tell you oh, that man. in those 38 jobs... There was always some bullshit that went down. (laughs) There's always something. So I know that there is not an expectation of the next job is going to be way better and that there's never going to be any problems. There is. There's always going to be stuff. And it's just how much of that bullshit are you willing to deal with? And as you can, like I said, 38 times, I don't deal with a lot of that bullshit. So <laughs> I jump whenever it becomes too much of a problem, man. But yeah, um, something else, right? I have, uh, I came up with a question that I, that I got for you guys, yeah. right? In 2023, do we have more distractions than the history of civilization that we can think of? that we know you know as far as where they started and how we've transitioned are we at that point where we face the most distractions in history what do you think mike ah you know i'm gonna go out on a limb and say no uh we don't I think we have different distractions, uh, but I think uh, every every time period has had distractions, um, you know, whatever they are. You know, um, you know, after Caesar died uh, or was assassinated, there was civil war in in Rome. Um, you know, and dinosaurs chasing you <laughs> i mean that there, there's there's distraction there's been distractions since uh, <laughs> mankind right and as a 
as a species, like we've had to overcome those distractions, whatever they are. Um, some of us are really good at it and some of us are still trying it out. Right. Um, but I, I, I think, I think the answer is that no, we, there's distractions in every, every, um, era. Uh, but I think they're, they are very different, obviously. Um, I don't think Caesar had to deal with, uh, tw Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to say, say no. Caesar probably would have banned Twitter. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> or taken full control. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> right, right. I think you guys are talking about Julius Caesar. Julius, right? Yes. So I got my second, yeah, that's what you're talking about. My second question. Oh, wait, can I, can I answer the question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, question? go ahead, answer, yeah. We have time? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, this is going to be, this is going to be a little bit, all right? I'm going to quote a passage from Plutarch. Okay, I learned how to say it. It's Plutarch, not Plutarch. And this passage says, <laughs> When one of the elderly men said to Agus in his old age, insomuch as he saw the good old customs falling into desuetude and other mischievous practices creeping in, that for this reason, everything was getting to be topsy-turvy in Sparta. Agus said humorously, Things are then but following a logical course if that is what is happening. For when I was a boy, I used to hear from my father that everything was topsy-turvy among them. And my father said that when he was a boy, his father had said to, this to him. So nobody ought to be surprised if conditions later are worse than those earlier, but rather wonder if they grow better or remain approximately the same. I, I like that one uh, when I started getting into Plutarch and uh, it makes me think about when I first started researching into Marcus Aurelius, he was going through the plague, right? Like I don't, I don't recall exactly if that's what got him, uh, but the plague was happening, right? And recently the world had a pandemic. And that was COVID-19. And everybody thought like, oh my gosh, there's nothing we can do. And there was tons of uncertainty. However, before vaccinations or anything like that, polio, there was always something, right? And so that's why I love this passage from Plutarch uh, in the story of Aegis, uh, Aegis rather, about them talking about are things really worse or might they be approximately the same, right? G. Michael Hopp wrote, uh, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, right? And so those cycles, it's common. The, the common denominator here is that we're all dealing with humans. And so the question that Jay asks, are, are times harder? Are, are there more distractions now? Will be dependent on the person and where their focus is. 
if your focus is not guided, if you don't know uh, which port you're sailing to, no wind will be favorable because you're going to focus on the negatives, the distractions. You're not going to be hitting your goals. So, Jay, uh, to answer your question for me, previously I would have said times are more difficult and there are more distractions. But now my answer is they're approximately the same. Approximately the same. Good point. That's a good, good way of uh, viewing it. I, I, I completely understand that one. Sweet. Uh, I mean, you guys already answered it this way, so this, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know whether it, it voids this uh, next question, but I feel like we, we are the the last generation to know about a life with little distractions, right? The life before the internet. The life before, you know, easily accessible things that we could, you know, in a click, in an instance of a click, you know, we're, we're the generation that had to deal with 56K modem and how slow that was, how, how slow games were, how crap the graphics looked back in the days. And that, that was the best thing going on at that time, right? So we saw that transition. We got to experience that. And now to see and kind of feel like, okay, putting putting your, your perspective of in this age, like in our time, people aren't living like the adults that you grew up knowing. So that's because you see less people interacting with each other. There's people spending more time at home. There's just the things that people now f- spend their time on is completely different than what it was back in those days. But yeah, like you said, different time, different distraction, because in some cases, you're right. A person that probably spends a lot of time now just sitting down watching TV, uh, let's say they would have been around 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, they probably just would have been hanging around just drinking. So it would have been a whole different distraction because they had more time to find another distraction. So I, that's kind of how I understand or kind of make your responses make sense to me. And I, 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 I get it. I understand your perspective on that. So, yeah. Based on that, are we like, are we the last generation to know of life without with little distractions because I feel like we're just going to keep going into more te- technological things that are going to continuously keep distracting people. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Well, considering, yeah, well, considering that my junior year of high school, I remember my school getting the internet. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're the last <laughs> yeah. generation. Yeah, that was before Amazon, before Facebook, anything. Uh, yeah, we. In fact, I my senior year we took a web design class that I don't, I don't think would even like it's archaic <laughs> now. Like people would think like, what what the hell were you talking about? But um, 
Right. But yeah, I, I mean, GeoCities. We, we def- <laughs> yeah, GeoCities. Yeah, was that? I couldn't remember the name, but yes. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, but yeah, we are we are definitely that that last generation and um I think with the technology that's coming out, I think it I think it's great. Like I I'm excited about some of the technology that's coming out. Um but again, like it's it's how is it going to be used, right? Um you know, uh thinking way back, I remember back uh back at the turn of the 80s and 90s um the the I actually that? remember <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah it, it was it, it was uh but like you make it sound like sports, it was ancient it was it was because i remember i remember yeah like sitting at home with my dad watching uh, the, the trailblazers play. Uh, and they were always on tape delay. It was a never a, uh, like a live TV. Um, and the only time we got to watch them when they were live was when they were in the playoffs. Um, and thank God that's not a thing anymore because now we never get to watch them on the, on TV anymore. <laughs> if they were, if we had to wait till they were in the playoffs. Uh, but like, that was a huge thing. That was, I remember that being a huge thing. (laughs) That was a huge thing where like, we finally got to watch like the Blazers live and, um, and now you don't even have to watch them. You can just go on bleacher report on your phone and watch a little ticker thing, you know, like, like it's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Oh, times have changed, so, man. Oh, for sure. Technology has changed, is what I think. And then mm-hmm. I also think, no. So Mike, Mike is saying, yeah. However, Mike might recall, uh, Jay, you like to use chat GPT, right? Well, the secret's out of my friend, huh? Oh. Yeah, right and i like to use it too it's awesome oh mike knows where i'm headed so we're at work the other day and mike's working on an excel spreadsheet right and he's like hey what's that thing called i said chat gpt he types that bad boy in he signs in or i sign in for him rather and he's like now how do i use it and i say hey mike you remember DOS? <laughs> and DOS, for those of you that don't recall, is how computers used to run. There was no Windows. It's funny because right now we are on Windows 11 or 12 mm-hmm. or something. And back in the 90s, it was Windows 90, Windows 95, Windows 97. It was all these... So it's almost like we went back in time, but it's not true. Either way, DOS was how computers ran, right? And to operate the computer, you had to put in this thing called a command prompt. So you used to have to command prompt Mm -hmm. through DOS to get the computer to do what you wanted it to do. So I say, hey, Mike, you remember DOS? 
you're going to have to use a command prompt to get G chat GPT to do what you want it to do. And that's how we went through it. And so though, yes, technology is changing. Again, the common denominator here is humans. We are the ones that create technology. It is going to be in however our minds work. Can it process more information faster? A hundred percent. Can it end up doing that faster than it currently is doing? Well, hello, Jay just talked about the, uh, the little modems, right? And how slow they were. Y'all remember getting the AOL fucking discs in the mail? You load that thing in, you hook yeah. your computer up to what was called a, a house phone. And a house phone, for those of you that don't know, is a, a device that's like a cell phone, but it has a cord attached to it. And this cord went through the system. And just like your power comes from a cord from the city, phone lines worked the same way. And so the internet had to use that phone thing. And you load that thing up and it's the most terrible sound. If you've seen Dumb and Dumber and he asks um, Harry if he wants to hear the most annoying sound in the world, it's that, hey! and it does this for, you know, 15, 30 minutes. And finally, you get to this uh, magical place called the internet, right? And so people are probably like, oh my gosh. And, you know, there's few that looked it up and there's few that lived it and all those types of people. However, I think the, Your the age is showing, is, you know, yeah, all of our ages showing in this episode. <laughs> I never you know, thought in, in my life, I never thought in my life I would have to hear someone explain exactly how a telephone worked back in the days. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the funny My thing God. is, is this is a perspective for you two and us three in this podcast is how tied were we to the home phone? Y'all know that we went out and we either with the money that we earned or we'd talk our parents into buying a longer phone cord so you could have a conversation in another room, right? Y'all remember that? You had that thing mm -hmm. wound up and it would get knotted yep. underneath the door and you get like choked out to the side because you were trying to just talk to your friend or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever friend just in private. However, before the telephone, the house phone, they used to write letters. They used to use the uh, Morse code. <laughs> I forget what those telephonic things was. The dee -dee 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 -dee. You like tap that yeah, thing. Before that, you know, you'd Telegram. have to send letters. There wasn't uh, infrastructure for mail. Yeah, Telegram, you'd have to give it to somebody and they'd have to hand deliver it to somebody else. And similar to how mail works now, just much more rudimentary. And then before that, you'd have to walk to somebody's house. And, you know, when we were kids, we'd call our friends and we'd say, hey, could, do you want to hang out today or, you know, whatever. And then maybe even, you know, some of us might have rode our bikes to our friend's house. Well, what about if your friend's house is 10 miles away because there's nothing called the neighborhood yet and you either have to get on a horse or use your freaking <laughs> legs, your Lamborghinis to walk over there and be like, hey, once you're done with all your chores, which your chores were freaking probably cropping and be like, hey, you want to play? And you know what they had to play with? Like sticks and fucking 
you know, dirt clods and shit, right? And so it it is what it is. I think the common factor is that we're humans. I love I love these older shows. Uh, one of my favorite shows is Leave It to Beaver, and we're talking about you know the technology that we experienced in life, the advances. And I'm watching this show, and it's interesting because. I don't want to age other people, but there's certain people in my lives that are like, I remember how this was, right? And they, they lived in that reality. And they got the ability to watch television. So they used to listen to shows, mm. quotes, right? Shows on the radio. That was their entertainment. There was no moving picture. And they remembered first getting a TV, right? And so... Again, like the same concept, like Jay was uh, speculating, he is correct, for me anyways, I don't think that there's more distractions. I think they're just different, right? I think that, yeah, things are a lot more cool. You know, for those of you who've watched the 70s show, that main character, Red Foreman, he fought in World War II or whatever, Korea, Korea it was. And he says the the army and the U.S. government promised him his hovercraft. And it was in the 70s, and he's waiting for his hovercraft still. Well, it's 2023, and we still don't have hovercraft. I mean, people are trying to invent stuff, and they've got some <laughs> cool stuff. But it's not commercialized, right? It's not like the Jetsons. Uh, okay, maybe I'm dating myself even more. The Jetsons is a cool show. Go watch it. And... <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um it's it's not like how we speculated and so it's almost as if we're getting distracted trying to explain uh how distractions affect our lives and how we can contr uh, need to focus on what we can control is that uh, just be in the present moment Live in the present moment. Mm. It doesn't matter what the distractions are because as you can see through time, the abilities and the access to things will change. It will change. But our mindset, our philosophies, the way we go about lives, those will probably approximately remain the same. All right. Well, I think uh, we might have... We might have gone a little bit over an hour on this episode, yeah? <coughs> yeah. Whoops. You're just, yeah, smiling, laughing. Yeah. Well, well I just hope that um, people can... the ones that are listening, are that are, they are enjoying these uh, longer podcasts. I mean, we're still trying to figure out what works best. I mean, if anybody wants to, you know, give us their opinions. They'd rather have shorter ones, longer ones. I know for some people, they like hearing longer podcasts I, I look forward to some podcasts sometimes when i see a particular person that i follow and end up on a podcast and they're there for like two three hours i'm like all right cool that's gonna be a nice long podcast so it's i mean the the decision is of the of the listener at this point i mean we i got so much information where now i'm thinking i already know what the next topic is because we're talking a lot about perspective and i think uh, i gotta there's there's that's a good good way to transition over to the next episode so um yeah i mean good good episode heck yeah yeah for sure all right well before we say our goodbyes uh let's wrap this up 
So let's thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Jay shared some statistics on the last episode. I really want to thank them and also future listeners. We really appreciate you guys. That's the whole reason we're doing this. Um, We're going to wrap up our discussion on distractions. um, And, you know, just remember that we're trying to look at it through that lens of stoic philosophy, right? Like that is our our filter for this episode. And, um, you know, we hope that we actually shared some valuable insights and practical strategies uh, for managing distractions. And, you know, like us being able to tie in our own distractions and the things that we do to mitigate those. Um, hopefully those, some of those might work. And just remember, it, it doesn't have to be something that that we do that works for you, you might try our thing and that might not work or you try it and you realize you have to, you have to tweak it to find your balance, right? Don't, don't let us, you know, like, Hey, this is the end all be all. We know, we know that you have to fit it for your own life. Everybody's unique. Um, and let's just remember that the Stoics believed that distractions are a natural part of life, just as we talked about, and uh, that it's our responsibility to develop the inner strength and focus to resist them. And by cultivating a sense of awareness, uh, practicing mindfulness, journaling, and developing a sense of purpose and meaning in our lives, we can become more resilient to these distractions and more effective in achieving our goals. That's all I had to say. Uh, Look forward to the next episode, and I'll see you guys later. Peace.